Welcome back to Seeing Life from a Different Angle. You know, I've been thinking a lot about what to talk about today and doing a lot of praying about what it is that I talk about today. And I don't think it's, you know, a good idea to beat around the bush. It rarely is, you know. We, we tend to beat around the bush because we're afraid of saying something that might be offensive to other people. But, and I was going to actually approach this podcast today by talking about us needing other people and how it is that we as human beings kind of flit around like a bunch of ants, except less organized. And we just kind of you know, engage with people as we see fit to make our lives more comfortable or sometimes sadly more uncomfortable. But the real reason or the real thought that enters my mind today is to kind of talk about the sadness that we as human beings have drifted into when we do not consider life to be vital. You know, when we think about the individuals in our lives that have meant something to us, one of the reasons that they mean something to us is because they, if it's healthy, they touch something something vital, something important. You know, we, we are influenced by their love, we're influenced by their care or their generosity, or we influence them in some ways. But I was thinking about this the other day, you know, when we think about the millions and millions of individuals, babies that we have killed through the process of abortion, which I know is a very touchy subject, but why not address it? I mean, do we really run, want to run away for the rest of our lives from the touchy topics? Because the things that we will say about any type of topic that is touchy are likely to be offensive to somebody, you know, and people will hear this part and they will turn off this podcast and they'll never come back. And that's okay, you know, because I think the truth of it is we must stand for something. And you know, throughout my time as a therapist, I had to always kind of keep my mouth shut about what my views were about religion or what my views were about politics or what my views would be about really significant and important issues like abortion. But given the fact that I'm here with you now, that you're listening to me some form or another, you know, I have the ability, the opportunity to share my thoughts about what it is that we as mankind are doing to ourselves. When we make that choice, and as a society we have made that choice, millions and millions, and by the time it's all over, hundreds of millions of times, we have made the choice to make the decision to end the life of someone who could have had a powerful influence on the lives of others. Think about that. You know, we, we don't know whom we're going to touch in our lives. We don't know what effect our lives will have on other people. We don't know if they will be good things or bad things, but one way or another, we hope and pray that we will have this positive influence on the lives of others. And yet here we are, millions and millions and millions of individuals who have had their lives snuffed out without the chance to having any influence on anybody else's life. 
to never have known love, to never have felt love, to never have been in that wide open reality of the opportunity to really connect with God or with their parent, you know, they'll never know those things. And we, as human beings who make this choice, we will never know that connection with this human being. We'll never give them the opportunity to be happy in life. We'll never give them the opportunity to be sad in life. We'll never give them the opportunity to achieve or to not. We'll never ever give them the opportunity to have an influence upon the lives of others. And indeed, we'll never give them that chance to potentially save the life of other people, to be that powerful in their lives that they can have that level of interest and ability to love care and nurture other people. Every time we make that choice, we are snuffing out the possibility of another individual having children themselves who will have children themselves. And all of these individuals, all put here by God, we snuff out the opportunity for them to have a significant effect upon the lives of others. Now, I know the podcast is called Seeing Life from a Different Angle, and so that's the point. You know, because I t think when we see individuals who protest abortion. You know, we see individuals who are powerfully, vehemently opposed to the notion of ending a human life. But I think it's also important, as and I would agree with them, and I think also it's important, though, to consider that it goes beyond just that moment because these individuals are going to have or could have the potential of having a powerful and profound effect upon the lives of others. You know, when we look at the way that God made us and the purpose that God had for us, and we say to ourselves that we are more important, that we have turned our eyes away from the love of God, turned our eyes toward what it is that we make gods, so that we can have what it is that we desire in this life. And in doing so, we have made these reckless choices and I say reckless because ultimately we're not thinking about what effect this is going to have on another human being. I know. I've had patients before who have said to me, you know, I had an abortion because, you know, I didn't want this child to be adopted and raised by someone that may treat them poorly. You know, or, you know, I'd rather end this child's life than to not know what's happening to this child or to raise this child in a home that isn't full of love. I've heard dozens, I was going to say thousands, but let's be real, I've heard dozens of excuses and explanations in their own minds. But I ask you to consider this. When we turn toward the things that matter to us, when we say, okay, you know, my mental health matters more than having a child, or I have other plans for my life, and I have other things that I would like to do, when we start offering these, what we consider explanations as to why it is that we end up having an abortion and ending the life of someone. And I'm not just talking about abortions, too, because think about it. We do the same thing to the elderly. We make the choice to say, ah, you know what, I'm, it's too much. It's too much. I, I'm overwhelmed. I'm caught up in this or it's too expensive. We are valuing something more then we're valuing the gift that God gave to us. And what a sad way to live one's life is to say that time or money or possessions, 
or opportunities or anything about us is more important than the love that God has for us and the opportunity that God gives each of us to be someone that he loves. In doing so, we have become thieves. We have begun to rob God of what it is that truly belongs to him because we are making these choices like little gods ourselves to say, this matters to me, therefore I am going to take it. You know, Rush Limbaugh used to say that it's not pro-abortion, it's pro-death. And he's right. You know, he's right because it is about saying, you know, I value me more than I value the life of another. You know, whatever this person might be, whatever they might experience, whether they are rich or poor, whether they are sad or happy, whether they are someone who is psychologically sound or someone who is not, we are robbing them of this opportunity. And what right do we have? And there's the key. We think we have this right. We think we have all these rights to make these determinations as to what it is that we get to do with our lives. But we fail to remember that the rights that we have come from God. He blesses us with these opportunities. And we have assumed one additional right, the right to privacy and the right to my own body and to do with it as I please. And God doesn't say you can't, but it doesn't mean that he doesn't weep over every single time that we make that choice to value our own desires over what it is that is healthy for us, to value our own wants over what it is that we truly need. And what we truly need is to have others bring others into this world who can be blessings to this world, that can be blessings toward others in their lives you know, people that they will fall in love with or people that they will befriend or people that they will save or people that they will help. You know, we never know what might occur if we make that choice. And we, as I say, we do the same thing to the elderly. We make the choice to say, you know, I am inconvenienced by these elderly people just like I'm inconvenienced by the possibility of having to carry a child for nine months or to care for this child financially, how quickly we jump to, you know, we may agonize over it, don't get me wrong, but well, invariably, when we start to agonize over something, we've already made up our minds. It's like couples who go to couples therapy. Invariably, one or both have already made the determination in their minds that they're breaking this relationship off. And they've already made this decision even though they're agonizing over it. The truth of it is they're not really agonizing over it. They're just more agonizing over being able to say it. And the number of couples that I have seen who have been agonizing, as I say, over this were waiting for me to say, this relationship isn't going to work. And so it wasn't really agony as much as it was anticipation. You know, and when we anticipate the freedom that we experience by being able to say, okay, well, I got rid of this child or I got rid of my elderly parents or grandparents, again, what are we doing? We are turning our eyes toward ourselves. We are making a choice along the line of approximation that we all live in in life. We're making a choice that is unhealthy for us and unhealthy for others. We're cutting off our own noses to spite our face. 
we're making a decision to say, you know, this person or this individual or this baby, this fetus, whatever you want to call this human being is not important enough for me to consider. And if I can just, you know, get rid of this experience, then I will be free. But what we fail to recognize is the powerful effect that this person really does have. And if we can say that this person will never achieve anything, never, nothing, nothing will ever come of this person. They will never be successful. They'll never be the president of the United States. God forbid they will never be, you know, somebody who has a family. They'll never be married. They'll never be in love, whatever the case might be. The one thing that they are is a child of God. The one thing that they will miss out on all of their lives is God loving them. The one thing that we are robbing from this world, one of the many things, but one of the things we're robbing is an object for God to love. And what right do we have to say, I am going to take from God what it is that belongs to God. I am taking away a human being that God wants to love. And I'm making that choice. So I know that there are probably many of you, you know, I guess they say 50% of the population is pro-abortion, pro-death, whatever way you want to put it, while the other 50% are pro-life. But I guess that's one of those types of things that we have to stand up for in our lives. I had said to you before when Socrates would talk about the statements that other people might make about him or to him, he would use a three-stage process. He would first ask, is what it is that's being said true? If it is true, is it good? And if it is good, is it something that can be useful? When we think about abortion and we think about putting the elderly to death, when we think about killing these individuals, is it really true what we're saying to ourselves? Is it really genuinely true that it is an impossibility for us to raise this child? It's an impossibility for us to give this child up for adoption, or it's an impossibility for us to care for this person any longer. None of those things are true. They're not. And I know I will probably get responses back that will be yelling and screaming at me because I am I'm denying or denouncing the notion that there are any valid reasons to end the life of a child or the end the life of an elderly person. You know, but at the same time, if that's how you feel, that's okay. And I'm happy to talk with you about it. I really am. But I will say this, there is no possibility, and I will say this freely, for these things to be true or good or useful. We are doing damage to ourselves. We're doing damage to our culture. We're doing damage to our civilization. We are doing damage to God. And while he will recover, we will not. You know, the thief will always have to pay for what it is he stole. It'll always be the case. And when we steal someone that God wanted to love, from this world, when we steal that from this world, then we have become thieves. And we do it under the guise of rights. 
we do under the guise of a lazy and rabble Supreme Court that really is all about making choices so that they feel better about themselves, but they're not thinking beyond their status quo. They're not thinking beyond their level of fear or their level of frustration or their level of desperate desire to be liked by other people. They're not thinking, and that's the point. They are not men of the chest. They're not thinking about what it means to anyone else. Because someday, sad to say, it will be the law of this land that we need at a certain point in time to end the life of everyone who is a drag upon the system. The day will come and the Supreme Court will support it. Because after everything is said and done, our first and foremost thought is sadly rarely about God and more often about ourselves. And so we have to make this choice day in and day out. What direction do I turn? Do I keep seeking to maintain the status quo of my life or do I turn toward God and seek to love and to be loved, to love others the way that God loves me? You know, every single time we make the choice to stick with the status quo, whether that's putting to death an innocent child, putting to death an elderly person, turning our back on others who are in need, the poor, the desolate, the lonely, the prisoner. You know, if we're turning our back on these people, we're making a choice to steal something from God, to steal an opportunity. And that opportunity is to love, to love in the way that God taught us to love, the way that that wide open reality and that period of time gave us an opportunity to love. And we make that choice and we have that opportunity every day. So if I could say one thing before I go, it is this. I hope that you will think about the choices that you're making day in and day out as to whether or not you are allowing yourself to give love to those who are innocent, to those who are in need, whether it is the unborn or the elderly or anyone who struggles in life. Be well.